0: at LuckyLandslots.com.
1: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions supply. The most important ankle in Columbus, Ohio, is, quote, feeling pretty good. Kyle McCord's words, not mine. As the starting quarterback of Ohio State updated the media tonight on the status of himself. And the Buckeyes talked to the media on a Wednesday in the Woody with Tim May, the 40-year vet, with Andy Backstrom, with me, Spencer Holbrook. Uh, Tim, other than Kyle McCord's... Um, most watched ankle. <laughs> what was your big takeaway from the Woody Wednesday, as we uh, that, uh, like to call
0: it? Head Coach Ryan Day, uh, who does his lightning round now on Wednesday instead of Thursday, uh, did offered no update on Lathan Ransom. Said that will come uh, on their availability report. I, I think that is a concerning situation there with Lathan Ransom. Uh, just. Uh, how long is he going to be out? I think he's going to be out this week. I think y'all would agree with that, right? Yes. And uh, how long-term uh, could his situation be? Uh, and then Mecha Ekbuka, I think, you know, he he, he expects to, him to play. Mm-hmm. You get the idea of that, and it looks like Travion Henderson got through the week with no, <laughs> no problems, because you always got to check up on uh, Travion from one appearance to the next. But uh, that's, that's my big takeaway, is that Ohio State will be pretty close to, uh, full strength. Devin Brown, I think, is probably still a week or two away mm-hmm. from returning, uh, the, the backup quarterback. Uh, you know, High State football almost had that Tristan Jebby a moment last week, but uh, as I asked Kyle McCord, you know, what kind of drives you to get back in there, because clearly he was banged up. He's, I think his ankle's been banged up for a while. It has, on, yes. Based on what we know. But then he got aggravated. Boy, when it gets aggravated, look out. But uh, And he, he wanted to get back in there, you know, and finish off what he started. My takeaway is it's
2: a bit of a homecoming for this Rutgers game. You have Kyle McCord who's from Mount Laurel, New Jersey. I know he played in Philadelphia in high school, but he's actually from New Jersey and his dad played quarterback at Rutgers, and so there's obviously a tie there. And you know, Graciano, Kyle McCord spoke highly of. Graciano was a coach here for three years under Urban Meyer, he kind of jump-started his coaching career in the college ranks again and then got back to Rutgers for that second stay. Davis Nick Minosin, another player with ties to New Jersey. He grew up in New Jersey, was a highly touted player there. He said that Rutgers was all he knew. He actually was committed there for four for months. For four months, yeah. And then he eventually flipped to Ole Miss to play in the SEC. And then on the second go-around, when he was in the portal, Greg Shiano reached out and he said, Davison was basically like, well, I want to play for a team that can contend for a national title. Now he is. Ohio State's number one in the college football playoff rankings, and Davison Iqbinosin, is part of that as a starting cornerback. And he's playing against his brother, Desmond Igbenosin, on Saturday at Rutgers.
1: Yeah. And then also... Cody Simon who spoke tonight is from New Jersey as well so there's quite a bit of oh, Taiwan Malone with the list goes on and on and on um, there's some some good homecoming notes there for some of these guys it's always fun uh, you know every other year when we go over to Rutgers and, and this team gets to kind of share their own stories of, of the homecomings you know Luke Whipler and Ronnie Hickman from a couple years ago right uh, that it's just an always it's an interesting wrinkle because you have a hotbed of recruiting then you got this program over here and then they go there you know every other year so I think it's pretty cool um Tim the note about Lathan Ransom I thought was interesting but then we got a little in-depth with Kyle McCord about his ankle injury um a lot of times these guys are kind of coy about their injuries I think Kyle's out on front street with his just because uh first of all it's the it's the ankle that's taped He's not. Yeah, he's not hi- obvious he, which one it is. He's not hiding it at all. Right. He says that it's in pain, but he's learning to play through it. He says it's not affecting him at all. He says that it's, it's good to go. Again, he's feeling pretty good. You can read about that at LettermanRoad.com, as I just wrote before we hop, hopped on this uh, video. But clearly, he's not at 100% and that's something that you just have to monitor moving forward. It's not something that's going to keep him out. It's yeah. not something that's going to limit this offense, but it is something to monitor if it begins to.
0: Yeah, you know, and Ryan Day didn't give his short shrift except this. Every quarterback by this time in the season, what, eight games into the season, nine weeks mm-hmm. into this season, every quarterback is dealing with something, especially if he's playing as much as Kyle McCord has played. And, uh, you do learn to grit your teeth and deal with it, whether it's a sore shoulder, you can have sore shoulders and still play, you know? Uh, ribs, ribs are a big deal for quarterbacks. And also, you know, you're vulnerable every time you throw a pass, it's standing there in the pocket. I, I'm not just going through football one-on-one, but a lot of quarterbacks at this moment in the season are dealing with aches and pains. Uh, what's that old line? They're hurt, but they're not injured. Yeah. And uh, I think Cal uh, McCord's showing true grit. I'm not surprised by it. I mean. He's waited his turn, now this is his turn, and he's gonna play as long as he can. You know, like I said uh, earlier, uh, there was almost a Tristan Jebbia moment last week when Kyle McCord limped off the field, hop, really hopped off the field, uh, gets on the, the bike, and it just tries to get things loosened back up again. And uh, and uh, Tristan Jebbia was about to come in, right? You remember that. And uh, so then you're going, okay, this is one of those moments in this season. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, Cal McCord jumps back out there and actually played pretty well, I thought in the fourth quarter and got him through it. So yeah, uh, quarterbacks have to deal with these things, man. You're standing in the pocket, you're delivering. Not everybody is on your side out there.
1: And his number one target, uh, the Heisman Trophy contender himself had some good things to say about his quarterback, even though there's a lot of things being said about Colin McCord right now.
2: Yeah, a lot of negativity out there from outside of his building about Colin McCord, what he can, can't do potentially. And I asked Martin Harrison, like. Yes, you must block that out, of course. That's the goal here at the Woody. But it's natural to let some come in. And he said, yeah, like we're not listening to that. Comic word is someone that's in this building first, leaves last. All the things you would want to hear about a quarterback. And it's very clear that they have a lot of confidence in what he can do for this team. But hey, they also, I think I was very clear too that they're not sleeping on this Rutgers team right now. I mean, this is an underrated Rutgers team, as Kyle McCord said. They're Mm -hmm. six and two. They clinched bowl eligibility two weeks ago. They're coming off a bye. And by the way, they clinched bowl eligibility to be in a traditional bowl for the first time since 2014. remember, they ended up playing a bowl during the 2020 season, even though they weren't technically bowl eligible. But this is a Rutgers team that we're seeing it again. Greg Shiana once again, ushering this rebuild of this program in Piscataway and there's a lot more talent that they're building. They're not quite there yet with a lot of depth, but the the, the dudes that they do have playing right now are are pretty talented. Oh yeah! And I think that that's something that this Ohio State team recognizes. And just as every week has kind of been, it's a game, you know, I think it's going to be another one of those weeks just because that's the way the season's going.
0: And this Rutgers team, they play four quarters. I mean, you know, there's no, there's no sliding for in, in the Big Ten. Wisconsin played all four quarters last week. I know, you know, it's a euphemism, but it is clear they kept throwing punches, man. They kept kept at it. Rutgers is probably going to do exactly the same thing. There's no there's no easing in to the last weekend of the uh, of November for Ohio State, that's for sure, with this schedule.
1: Yeah, I I think I know you're
0: gonna bring up Michigan State, but you know.
1: Yeah, Michigan State's pretty bad. So is Minnesota. But, I mean, those are still games that you got to probably bring it for. Michigan State's a night, beat Iowa. a night game. A night game. Well, us three could beat Iowa. No, uh, I don't think so. Uh, but I think that this team is kind of locked in. It's, you're right. It, it's not a – I'll be honest. It's not a typical Rutgers week. I covered Rutgers week in 2019. I covered Rutgers week in 2021 and 2022. 2020 was on, on – Is that uh,
0: on your resume? On
1: Zoom. No, I'm just saying, like, Tim, you know what I'm talking oh, about. No, exactly the weeks, what you're the about. weeks, I'm like just if
0: it's on your resume.
1: It's on my CV. Yeah. The weeks, <laughs> <laughs> the weeks DVD. that you know they're that Ohio in the lobby. You Good. know the the weeks that you know Ohio State's going to win. You you get like a, a one and eight Northwestern team. You get like a, yeah. a two and six Minnesota team, and, and you're Ohio State. And you're undefeated, and, and you can just feel it in this building. Like yeah, yeah there's just something about this week where they kind of know they're going to win, and then it's on to the next one. I don't get that sense this week, Tim. No, I don't. you've been around here a long, a long yeah. time. Like, I don't get the sense that this team is just sleepwalking into Rutgers' week. Because, hey, even though it, the competition is not very good, if you went like best win Rutgers, I don't think you'd find very good wins. But also, they're six and two. They find ways to win, and there's something to be said about that in the first of November. Yeah. So, Ohio State's not sleeping on Rutgers at all, Tim.
0: No, I mean, uh, there's a respect here for Greg Schiano. That is for, for sure. sure. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Day didn't keep him on his staff. You know, when he when they made the staff change uh, after the, after the Rose Bowl in 2018 season, uh, but there is a respect for him for what he has done and what he is doing. I mean, he is, he's building block. He's putting building blocks together to build Rutgers back to, he hopes, maybe even better than he had it, had it going before he left, you know, way back when and made them a power, in my opinion, on the East Coast. Superpower? No, but made them a, a team to be contended with. He wants to get back there again. Uh, and, uh, so that's why it's, it's individual respect, plus you click on the video. This is a sound football team for the most part. That's
1: a good way to describe them, And,
0: uh, And uh, number two, they have a quarterback from a defensive standpoint for Ohio State, a quarterback who's a, a threat, you know, running and throwing, uh, but really running, that presents problems that maybe last week, the last several weeks have not presented. So there are all kinds of reasons not to sleepwalk on Rutgers.
1: Yeah, the, the biggest notice that I had this week was, last year, Ohio State was a 41.5 point favorite against Rutgers. This week, this week, they are, the total for the entire game is 42 and a half. Yeah. And Ohio State's only an 18 and a half point favorite. That's not, like, everything, but Vegas knows what it's talking about. That's why there's skyscrapers in Vegas and not shacks. So, like, they know what they're talking about. So, I take that pretty reasonably to assume that, like, Rutgers is, is a better football team. And... Uh, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting one over there in Piscataway. Andy, closing thoughts before we get out of here on the Woody Wednesday.
2: Yeah, I think one of the most interesting storylines is that both these teams don't give up the big play. There's two teams in the country that haven't given up a play of 40 or more yards, Ohio State and Rutgers. And so just as Ohio State's defense has been really locked down, limiting those explosives, yep. so has Rutgers and... I mean, last week against Minnesota, it was an explosive that helped Ohio State seal the game, a 33-yard run. I know it's not 40 yards, but it's close. 33-yard run by Trevion Henderson. It could have been 40
0: 40 if uh, there had been more field there. Exactly.
2: So (laughs) this is going to be a game where, you know, Ryan Day was asked about it. Like, do you game plan differently against a team that doesn't give up explosives? Are explosives accidents or they just kind of happen? He said it's a little bit of both, but I'm going to be watching for that. Can they crack an explosive? Against this Rutgers team, Rutgers team that hasn't given up many, and that's why they're not giving up a lot of points. And that's probably why that line is the way it is. Yeah, and just in a, the
0: passing game, you're probably going to be you're going to be have to feeling happy with 10, 12, 15 yard pass plays, etc. Yeah. And but, man, if you see that safety bite one time, you got to be uh, you know ready to strike, and uh, that'll be on Cal uh,
1: McCord's play. You've also got Marvin Harrison Jr. out there. and Rutgers hasn't given up a forty yard play, but they also haven't seen. Number 18 out there. Uh, So we'll see what happens. We're all going to go over there and see what happens in person. Uh, Tim May, the 40-year vet, he's going to Piscataway. Andy Backstrom, he's going to Piscataway. I will be there as well. We're going to make that trip across Pennsylvania into New Jersey uh, and see what Piscataway is all about. Can't wait to eat some good food on Friday night and then get to the stadium on Saturday for Ohio State Rutgers. It will be on CBS if you're not making the trip. Letterman Row will be there, have you covered, where we do, 365 days a year. Go get that coverage. $1 for the first month. That gets you through the Michigan game. That gets you into almost the Big Ten Championship game, almost into that college football playoff season. And by the time you go through your first month, you're gonna just wanna re-up and, and, and pay the price anyway. So I suggest you go do that $1 for the first month right now at Lettermanrow.com. You get all of this coverage. We'll see you there at LettermanRoad.com and we'll see you over in Piscataway on Saturday.